Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive Super Bowl Prop Podcast. Andy, you ready? I am damn ready. We are so close to the Super Bowl. I'm actually excited about it this year. Your stupid Patriots aren't there. (laughs) (laughs) The Packers didn't make it either, which is... There's enough Packers fans around these parts where I wouldn't want to listen to it anyway. So, yes, very excited. Very excited for this matchup. This episode of The Deep Dive is brought to you by our new sponsors. Check out the Ball Street Trading app. Live in-play gaming opportunity. Great exercise for, uh, for joining some free contests getting your feet wet in the trading market. It is a fun experience. I have got to tell you, slick app and uh, a ton of fun to play. Real-time live betting contests, uh, real money prizes, and uh, free to play. That's a, that's a, that's a three-point selling strategy if I've ever heard one. And it, uh, it's a good segue uh, into live play in general. Are you going to be approaching the Super Bowl with a little bit of a live play angle, Andy? Yeah, and absolutely. And, you know, you you and I and a lot of listeners are experienced in doing a lot of live play because we've been doing it for quite a while. But if it's something you're not quite ready to dive into, this might be a perfect way to kind of practice it, look at entry points, decide, you know, where you're going to enter the market, which market yeah, you're great, entering. Great point. You know, this because this is just, it's free to play, but you still can win money if you do well enough in these contests that they offer here. So it is a nice way to kind of maybe get your feet wet into the world of, live betting without uh, busting up the bankroll, trying to figure out live betting. And as we've uh, mentioned so many times in the pod and other, you know, uh, guests have mentioned that some of the tuition you have to pay to get decent at some of these skills. This is a, this is a, this is a free course. Dude, I've learned some live betting lessons the hard way without a doubt, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, and also like, I've had some strategies that I was like, well, I bet you this would be a, you know, a great strategy for entering and exiting uh, positions in game, uh, accruing some winnings, but, you know, without a free, uh, opportunity to try those out and learn and, uh, and test, it's awful tough to just go, uh, start throwing around capital on that. So this is a, this is a cool new innovative app. I hope you guys are interested in checking it out. You can sign up for free. Uh, and uh, check out some more of our uh, some more of our information that we have via tweet. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Well, the people came here for some props. Let's dive into this prop market, shall we? Let's let's get into it. Um, is it overwhelming <laughs> to you, or is it just me? <laughs> there it, are so many ways. It didn't to play used this to game. be this way. Like there didn't used to be this much. No, and that's good and bad, I suppose, right? It, yeah, it is. Like, there's there's a lot to be said for variety, but at the same time, like, I don't know how much you time how much time you spent on this this afternoon, but I spent like an hour, and after that, I had to like sit and just put on YouTube and listen to like calming trance music or some shit. I don't know what I found. I just <laughs> I looked for like calming sounds. I was like stressed. I had a little bit of anxiety after reading through all that much stuff, and then I actually broke down one prop. Some, uh, we had a listener question in the DMs, and I went and broke down a bunch of information, which, boy, I wish I was just slightly further along in my coding because I think I could have used some functions to break it down instead of doing it by hand. Cut yeah, that it, time in half. Yeah, it's strength. But I, I, I sat there. I was at the fork. No, no pun intended if you guys use like GitHub. But... Uh, <laughs> I was there and I'm like, what is going to take me longer? Actually trying to find the functions I need for this or just doing this by hand. And I ended up just doing it by hand. <laughs> like I'm close, but it's, I, I think, uh, I think next year I'm going to be able to break down a lot of, a lot of things, you know, using all the information that's out there for the NFL play-by-play, the NFL stats, the yeah. numbers. Cause I mean, the, the first step in some of these props, well, actually the first step is to look at it and see if you should just cross it off. Sure. Like, you know, the, and I'm not going to shit. We're not here to prop shame anybody. If you bet, I'll prop shame some people. I mean, we can't, we can't certainly, but I'm not going to prop shame you if you're just having some fun and you're, you're making some fun bets, but like, do you can't, there's not something that you can find that's going to give you an advantage on betting the coin toss 
or something that is completely random. And that's that's the first step in these props is just looking. Can, is there even is there even a way for me to go and look at something predictive on this? Even some of the you know even some of the player prop stuff. It's like that you know is it is it really something I think I can actually you know do some research and move towards an answer on this, or is this just wasting my time? And that, that's the first step. And then the second step is doing some research. And boy, howdy. I think, uh, you know, who's going to be good at this? It's the people who do it all year. Already, <laughs> you know, they have their, they have all the player data already set up. There's, you know, there's a lot of people we know that do player props all year long. Sure. And, I mean, they have their, their numbers fleshed out. They have distributions built. They know what, you know, what they believe to be the odds of player X, you know, performing, you know, feet Y, if they're, you know, Kittle's going to have over how many catches or yards and stuff, they know what the price should be on that in their numbers. And that's what they fire away on. They just look for their edges like anything else. Whereas we don't have all that. And it's, I mean, it sounds silly to like give this an advice because you're certainly not going to be able to manage this in the next few days. But like a lot of the props I'm going to bet are from people like that. Like I'm going to sure. Uh, um, build yourself a network. We've we've mentioned this multiple times. Having a network of people who specialize in different things or know people who specialize in different things is great. You know what the best props are? The best props are the ones that get shared to you from sharp groups. Like those yeah. ones, those ones cash at a pretty decent rate. <laughs> yeah, get, like if I had advice for props yeah. in the next year, make friends with some people who are better at this than you or yeah. spend the year getting good at it yourself because hey, yeah. the next few days you're not going to, you're not going to be able to build out uh, all these distributions you need to, you know, properly assess all these props. That said, there's still a lot of fun to be had. There's still a lot of these you can, uh, you can attack and tackle and try to make some reasonable assessments of. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, for me, even more so like betting Super Bowl props isn't going to get your accounts closed. Right, like they. This is a huge. This is these are hugely liquid markets, um, and uh, I fully agree. Like the idea that you're just going to pick up, uh, you know, a data set from the season and figure out how to, you know, fine tune this and and you know, bet into these markets where there are clearly sharks. Uh, it's tough, uh, and I think kind of kind of for that reason, I take it a little light prop wise. I think, you know, in general, you combine all of my prop action, it probably makes up about as much outlay as I'll bet on the side and uh side or total individually. Um in this case, I think I have I have three reasonable stakes out there. Chiefs minus two and a half or sorry, excuse me, Chiefs minus one and a half and minus one oh five I'm on. Uh over fifty four and a half at minus one of six I'm on and uh Chiefs team total over 28 those and i think if you if i combine kind of all of my prop action once i'm all said and done it'll probably be you know about a fourth stake in terms of just general size is that about right for you or are you even more distributed than that yeah that's probably fair yeah i don't go big on these and unless the only ones i've ever gone big on are like once you know like i said if somebody actually has some insider information or if there's sharp, you know, some sharp information shared on some of these props, like, hey, these, this is how these should be played, and then you can actually play them for decent stakes. But, you know, a lot of these are, they're, they're tough, and it's kind of like a, a question we had from someone we talked to about volume today. Like, that's that's how some of these groups or these players do well in these props. They play volume. They yeah, can, they can have bad weeks and still make money over the year because they play enough volume to fight the variance. And uh, over a long, over a long period, their, their numbers and their, right. Plus they have an edge. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, they're, they're, they do have an edge. That's the other part. Like, you know, you, he, even if you do do all the work and have an edge, you can still lose the Super Bowl. There's so much variance and deviance going on here. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's, it's one game. You're playing in a one game sample and that's, you know, not only from a side in total, but especially from a props angle, you know, don't, don't go too nuts. Like yeah. set, set a yeah. budget for this. Before yeah. No, I agree. All of a sudden you look and you're like, I just bet like six times what I would bet on a normal game on props. Right. Like, I guess have um, a bad Sunday if things go wrong. Yeah. So I guess the, um, the, all of that is good advice. The only other thing that immediately came to mind as I was shopping around for a couple of props is, you know, today as we were prepping for this is how important it is to shop around. 
Holy oh Jesus. Great. Oh my God. Like I, you know, and you, you're probably going through this too. Are you moving money around to try to get, you know, what you want down where you want it? Cause like the differences in, you know, in what you're seeing across the space is just insane. I'm not even like flying out to Vegas or Atlantic city or whatever to really try to, you know, hit it even harder. I'm just looking across what I can get sitting here on my laptop. Like this is, this is uh, the wild west in terms of pricing to a degree. Yeah. Uh, any prop you have, if you do like a prop, go look at all your other books quick too, because there's a good chance that it, it might not even be the best number. I've seen so much disparity between from one number to another between all these props. Like you can usually, like I'll, I'll find one and be like, oh, that's not a bad price. Then you look at another book and it's way better. Like that's, yeah. that's amazing yeah. how far off some of these markets are. It's the same with, you know, I'm, anybody who's played first touchdown score on a primetime game or anything like that, you'll, you'll see that if you shop around, if you have multiple outs, there's going to be a price discrepancy from book to book. I mean, this goes for everything, guys, but shop, really, really shop this around because the, you know, if you do have a tiny edge, it turns into a bigger edge if you if you can find a better price. Let's talk a little strategy, and I have two opinion questions for you. Question number one is strategy specific. If I want to bet overs, is it too late? I don't think so. Like just in general. Yeah, like have the best of the numbers of the of, of the overs that are out there that were advantage sides are those numbers long gone. Because well, yeah. the overs, I feel like the yeah. I feel like in general, Super Bowl props, player props especially, are a little fat on the over, just because they know that that's where the volume is going to come in anyway. So they can they can add a little little skin on that side in general. Is, would you agree with that sentiment? Over like as a just a general sense? I, I would feel like that's true week to week, day to day in in NBA props and stuff. You'll see. You know, overs are going to be, it's always leaning towards the over and juiced maybe a little heavier that side too. And yeah, I think you're right. Like probably a lot of the groups and a lot of the sharp money has moved in on, on the props that are available already. So you're, you're not going to get the best of the number. But I mean, most of the people I don't think are, are going to drop thousands on, on props and all that worried about missing the best of the number at open. I mean, the, the people that did that, good for them. They're probably going to win because, you know, just getting the best of the number across a bunch of props, that's that's usually going to work out for you just like it does in any other market. But I, I guess if you if you do some research, you flesh out some numbers and you, you think you find an edge, I don't see a problem betting this late in the week, even if it isn't over. That said, is like, it too normally, early to normally, bet an under? Okay. <laughs> that was my next question. I don't think so either. But if you do like an under, if you find something, you're like, I kind of like this under, maybe monitor it. If it does start to tick down, maybe you need to grab it because it's done moving up. But like you said, public loves an over. The total's 54 or whatever. The people are going to points, points, points. Hell, we believe in points, points, points. Like you said, there's going to be a long tail to this over in the scores. So if you do like an under, I don't think, I don't think waiting is the worst strategy. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I think more so this year than just any other year, just because we're expecting this point spectacle. Um, I think there's going to be, I don't know. No, there, there's just, there's to me, my, my armchair uh, expert opinion on this is, you know, there's going to be an awful lot of volume pushing these numbers up over the weekend. Like, you know, this Pat Mahomes passing yards total two ninety nine and a half, like, that should that'll end up in the three hundreds. I would be that would think pretty pretty comfortably. Um, so if you like that under no point in betting it now, in my opinion. Um, I guess one other kind of general question: Do you get the sense that the overall kind of story sentiment, people talking about this, media coverage of this, is? doing a good job of short sort of kind of spreading the narrative that the sharp players play unders and that that influences anything at all. Cause I, you know, I, I heard that probably two, three years ago and I was like, Oh yeah, duh. But now I feel like I hear it ad nauseum. Do you? I, I guess maybe, you know, I said this to someone maybe to you the uh, last week or something where I feel like I've over curated my feed. Sure. Which I mean, if I follow you, that's a compliment, I guess. Like, uh, I feel like... You're uh, special. 
<laughs> just like to the point of where I feel like maybe I've gotten rid of too much, too many public voices. Like I don't have enough of that anymore. Or I used to have, I used to follow, like if you, if you gave out free picks or if you just pushed plays during the day, if you posted plays, like I followed you no matter what, that was a follow. Like just, it didn't matter if it was good, bad, or if you're a weirdo, like I was following that. And eventually I moved away from that. And I follow a lot more, you know, people that are putting out analytical information or news sources, you know, everybody slowly curates their Twitter feed that way. And, you know, I just wasn't, somebody said, I'm hearing a lot of this. I'm like, I haven't heard any of that. And they posted a bunch of screenshots or shared some tweets. I'm like, well, I don't follow any of these people. Like, do I need to follow some dumb people again? So I, I, I think maybe that's my problem. I got I got to see what's going on with the with the the public betters apparently. But I, I have heard it a little. But it's like you said, there was it was one of the maybe that would be a good article, like the biggest wow moments, the realization moments you had in this learning journey we've had. Well, but uh, that was a big one when somebody first posted some screenshots from like a you know some credit books where they're putting huge money down on a plethora of props on like an NFL Sunday. And you looked at it and be like, those are 90% unders. And then you start thinking about things more and more and you'd be like, boy, if you add up all the over-unders on receptions, and then you start throwing in the players that are going to get some receptions that aren't even on the props, like there's just not that many receptions. They can't like you'd have to play some overtimes to get to that many throws. Like they're just not going to throw the ball that many times. Of course, everyone's you know these people are betting under. So it was a huge realization for me. And um, you know maybe people are getting wise to that, but I don't think that's going to stop anybody in this case. It's a Super Bowl. It's got a high total. Patrick Mahomes just did what he did a couple weeks in a row. The Niners' offenses look good. I, I would say if anything drives an under. It's some of this talk about the the vaunted Niners defense. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, no, I think that's all very fair, good commentary and strategy. Do you want to dive into some specific props? I'll let you start. You pick one. Um, boy. I mean, the one, the only, the the, the one that I got out ahead of quickly personally was um george kittle receiving yards to the over because there's an over i liked uh it was you know plays into all you know what i think is a pretty likely game state which is the chiefs are you know have a lead san francisco needs to come back they're forced i, I played I, i've so far to this moment i've only played two player props and they're both san francisco overs um one of them and they're, and they're kind of correlated i guess kittle uh, receiving yards over and um, uh, Garoppolo res- uh, res- uh, receptions over. Um, receptions over, I got a Garoppolo at uh, 18 and a half uh, for minus 125. And for uh, receiving yards, I'm looking here now, I think it was 68 and a half. Yeah. And I got it at even money. Oh my God. That's at the 179 at Bookmaker. Okay. Well, see, this is a problem. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to break these down right now because they're not, they're, in, they're indexing with juice. They're not adjusting the actual total. I have, um, just for, you know, how I, how I modeled this, how I approach these, I looked at a specific subset of games that I think match the most likely game state that we're going to have here. Which is um, the Niners playing comeback? The Niners um, forced, you know, being forced to uh, uh, close a deficit. Uh, I looked specifically at their games against the uh, the Ravens, the Cardinals, the second game against the Cardinals, um, the game against the Saints, uh, and there was one other one that I kind of zeroed in on. And I just basically looked at their play calling tendencies. What happens if they're down? Uh, by you know by a touchdown at some point in the game, and what I noticed was pretty clear. You have more attempts, more recept, you know, more completions for uh, for Jimmy G. You have uh, just a just a you know a clear and obvious uh, kind of uh, split 
in terms of the, you know, what the overall, what is asked of Jimmy G in these games between games that are competitive, games where they are trailing at some point in the second half, and games where they have a pretty comfortable lead over the whole course of the game. Uh, and, uh, you know, that I think both of them lend two overs. On top of that, Kittle hasn't been used um, except for mostly run blocking to this point in the playoffs. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo obviously famously barely attempted, you know, eight passes. And even those were, you know, some of them were just keeping the defense honest, I felt like, against the Packers. Uh, so I feel like they opened these numbers a little deflated. Uh, and I think the game state lends to them going over. Um, and I'm desperately searching around now for books that will take meaningful bets that have changed these totals instead of just indexing the ever-loving bejesus out of them. And I'm struggling. Do you see anywhere Kittle receiving yards uh, or uh, Jimmy Garoppolo completions that are uh, not out of this world juicy? I didn't even look. I didn't even look at player props, like player over under props. Like I'm just so uh, unprepared and underutilized to like handle those. Especially now that the markets are, like you said, that one's been beat up a little. Those markets are halfway mature already. I, I mean, can't I, believe one seventy nine on Kittle receiving yards. Like why? It, it, like why are you indexing at this point? Like just why change the you? fucking number. Dimes has seventy four. Dimes has seventy four and a half. Maybe this instead of sixty eight and a half, and it's only minus one fifteen. I would absolutely play seventy four and a half minus one fifteen over sixty eight and a half minus one seventy nine. Jesus. Um, what do you think they're doing there? If you're a bookmaker, why would you index rather than move the number? And I think you're. I think you are desperately trying to avoid taking any more volume to the over. Like you're just you're done. I think <laughs> you're like I so. Go bet this better, somewhere else. In a better's mind. Like you said, and who knows if this is even the right call by you, not to like shit on you here, but like we'd have, because we'd have to math this out a little, but is, and I think just anecdotally, and if you look at something without doing any math, like if they move it three or four yards, but keep it at minus 110, I think most people would rather bet that than keeping it at a lower yards and laying more juice. And it's it's maybe just a full on risk reward heuristic where you're you feel like, Oh, I can't lay that much juice on that. Why don't they just move it up a few yards? And the book knows that too. Said, Well, either we're gonna take some action on the other side and get some under money on this prop, or somebody's just gonna bet it elsewhere. It's kind of like yeah, oh, it's right. almost like a deterrent. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um my fair price on Garoppolo, um, Garoppolo completions uh, was 20. So I bet 18 and a half happily. I can, I still see 19 and a half uh, available around. In fact, you can get San Francisco overall completions, 19 and a half, which is an interesting prop that I'd like to talk about later as well. Uh, or maybe you will be talking about that, but just the team completions is 19 and a half for San Francisco minus 115. So I, I'm on, on board with that. Um, my fair price for Kittle yards is 84 uh, is what I came up with. Mm, not so sure I have absolutely the right, uh, you know, total number of targets, but uh, with his matchup with the relatively soft linebacking core for uh, Kansas city, if I'm Shanahan and I'm, you know, crafting an offense to attack that defense, Kittle is getting 12 targets from me in this game and I'm not uh, thinking twice about it. So um, I may be biased just because I'm trying to think of what would I do if I were Shaney as opposed to thinking what has Shaney done in the past, but uh, but there's plenty of opportunity for Kittle in this game to distinguish himself. So uh, I'm fine with those two player props. What about you? Yeah, and we even broke that down in the in our game podcast the other day. We said, like, would you try to take Kittle away? If you if you could choose taking Kittle away or taking Sanders away, I think I'd just let Kittle beat me short I, instead of letting Sanders get loose on the edge or yeah, for over sure. the top. So I, I think Kittle does get his. I don't know. Um, two, two, two other kind of quick notes here. The, um, uh, the, the general, um, I guess maybe I only looked at San Francisco over player props here because I was kind of art, like thinking like I'm trying to diversify, right? Like to mm -hmm. me, it didn't make sense to, well, I already have positions on Kansas City to score. I already have positions on Kansas City to score more than San Francisco. Uh, I already have positions on lots of points. Um, you know, I think uh, my general sense here was this is a little bit of a diversification. 
and maybe I should have thought a little bit more carefully about where I attacked, but this is where I found the biggest edge as I dug in. So how about you? What's the first prop you want to talk about? Well, I had a, there was a good question about a couple. Actually, there's a few people that DM'd with some decent questions on some of these, and some of them are super hard to break down. But the one, and it's it's funny because we actually mentioned it in the last pod or the one before that, I'm not 100% sure, but we talked about the over two and a half players to throw a pass. And I started to go back and look at that, and that's the one I ended up breaking down game by game and looking mm. at all the numbers on that. It I love was, this uh, Yeah, the book that um, so the, from the question, the person who asked the question, they had plus one forty for basically a third person, anyone, a position player, a punter, a backup quarterback, someone else besides the two starters to throw a pass. So I went back game by game by game and looked at all the games through the season, all the passing leaders for the week. Anybody who threw more than you know one or more passes. And so the implied percentage for this prop to hit for a third person was roughly 41%. And I made you guess at this, and you guessed you guessed lower than I thought you would guess. But um, I didn't include games twice. If, uh, let's say, both teams had a punter, running back, backup quarterback, throw it, I just counted it as one occurrence, even though there was a few of these. But only throughout the regular season and the playoffs this year, only 34% of games did have a uh, did have a third player throw a pass. So I said, well, maybe there's value on the other side, honestly, if you're looking at that. But then in tiny, small sample size in the playoffs, even other years, it kind of ramps up. So, and this is, this is just me having an argument with myself all afternoon because I'm like, God, in the playoffs, you see a lot of this. Uh, the wild card weekend, every game in wild card weekend – had someone besides the first two starters throw a pass. There, it happened last week. There was someone who did it. Obviously, we remember Super Bowls where this has happened. We got Andy Reid who's willing to throw things, you know, some wild plays out there. The Niners in Kansas City have had this happen. So then I was back on the side of, well, maybe maybe I should be looking at this plus 140. And then I started looking for some context throughout the year. And – Honestly, that 34% of games, that's probably high if you actually want to use that as a number because a lot of the things that happen during the regular season aren't things that happen during the Super Bowl. You don't bench Doc Hodges in the Super Bowl. You don't have Taysom Hill throwing a pass like eight different freaking games. You know, there's a lot of that during the season that's kind of pumped up these numbers. Quarterbacks getting benched. You know, gadget plays from teams that ran that a lot, like RG3 and Taysom Hill. They threw several times during the year. So I think that 34% is actually a touch high. I kind of leaned towards the no. And then I sat and looked at it and said, yeah, but it's the Super Bowl where they throw things out the window. And this is one where you lose it if somebody gets hurt instantly. You know, as soon as a backup quarterback comes and throws a pass, it's a prop that's dead. And you just laid like minus 170 on the, on the no. Like it ended up for me being like two hours of goofing around and looking at numbers. Maybe not quite that long, probably an hour. It felt like forever. I ended up, <laughs> I ended up just passing on this completely. And that's, that's why I don't play props because I get in a long argument all afternoon with myself and I don't end up making a bet anyway. Well, I like that breakdown. That was very uh, thorough handicap. Well done. Um, and uh, I kind of want to play yes now <laughs> or over, over two and a half. Well, you know, I, what? I, I think I, I think there is still a little bit of value just because it is a, a Super Bowl. Like if, if I had if I had to make a bet, I would yeah, I would bet the yes. Here's what here's what I'll do. 40, I'm gonna 40% put this, yes. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to put this on our Super Bowl prop sheet, our fun player prop card. And uh, that way at our Super Bowl party, uh, I can play over two and a half players to attempt to pass and uh, cheer for it, even though I don't have a stake in it. Um, well, that's cool. You got another one you want to hit right off the top here? Or should I uh, throw some interesting stuff out that I saw and see what you think? I had one that I did not prep you for. And um, actually two kind of and These are end of game scenarios. I don't think we'll have, you know, we won't have time to like actually break it down like that on the air here, but a couple of them based on our handicap, both of these questions came from 
people who listened to the podcast and said, well, if, if you see it going that way, is there value on? And it was team that scores last wins the game. No, plus 175. If you think a team will be down chasing points, but scores, but doesn't get enough to get all the way there. Like I said, yeah. plus 175. That implies, you know, that's one divided by 2.75. It's a 36% chance you see a score and then the winning team just running the clock out. Yeah. I That's kind of like number. that. I kind of I do. kind of like that a lot actually, especially because uh yeah, like we kind of have talked about here. Um the I in my mind at least the most likely game state is San Francisco's down two scores, kicks a field goal, goes for an onside kick and doesn't get it. Like that's, that's the last two minutes in my head. And you end up with like, I kind of, I looked hard and almost played, uh, you know, will the last play be a QB Neil? Like, I think that's in play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, this all, yeah, this all, this all checks out to me. Um, how about, uh, how about the other one? Yeah. Fourth, the one. I like, like this one. Is there value? It's funny. Like we even responded to this guy right away. Cause, um, so the question was, Will was it just the Niners or anybody? I believe it was just the Niners. It was will, just the Niners, yeah. Will the 49ers, and again, this came from our handicap. If the 49ers indeed are trailing late and they're forced to turn into, you know, urgency mode or must score four down territory, that's where this was coming from. Will they convert? It wasn't just go for it, convert to fourth down. And I believe it was minus 120 for the yes. And I said, well, the first thing I'm going to do is look at, like, were they any good at it this year? And it was hilarious as I pulled this up. The two teams who've gone forward on fourth down the fewest times are in the Super Bowl, which then, I, you know, five seconds later, I think about it. I'm like, well, I suppose they won, like, 25 games combined. Sure. It's, it's <laughs> you, know, you don't go for fourth downs all that much when you're salting the game away or when you're up by a bunch and you're just run, 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 punt and let them try to come back from four scores down. Or in the Niners' case, run, 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 and then the game's over in some of those. So, yeah, we didn't have a big sample size to work with, but if you, I mean, if you bought in on this 49ers run pat or run run game that they've displayed over the course of the season, and especially in the playoffs, like, boy, if there is a short fourth down, you don't even need to be in the kind of game state that we just talked about. You don't right. need to be late and chasing points. It could be a short fourth down across the 50. If Shanahan decides, you know, this isn't the kind of team I can futz around with and punt from the 37 yard line on fourth and two, I need to get my biggest back in there. I need to have the perfect blocking scheme and get three, you know, get two, three yards here. I kind of like this one. I kind of like it too. I'm going to play it. I'm into this. Did you know? And and in fact, uh, here's, here's a, here's a quick test for you. Cause and I totally agree with you. Uh, Like game state, plays into this for sure um just overall like hey like like i was thinking about this like if i'm san francisco and i lose the coin toss and i defer i win the coin toss and i defer to the second half Mm -hmm. like i'm strongly considering just like a total sneak onside kick at the start here like just like you like you have to be aggressive like you're gonna have to score points you have to be aggressive in this game i'm i might you know, you have so much time left in the game. What's what's giving up those yards in one chunk to the Chiefs anyway? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you could set the tone. You could be a little frisky. You could be a little aggressive here if you're a Shanahan, and he ought to have that mindset coming in. But again, I'm projecting a hell of a lot here. Like, it's you know, it's dangerous to do that. I, I and I and I completely uh, get that. Would you? But I like this look a lot specifically. And would, I guess would it surprise you? To, to know that one of the games that San Francisco went for it on fourth down was their um, playoff game against Minnesota. Oh yeah. No, do you remember? Mention. Do you remember yeah. what the uh, what the setup was? I'm trying to. Was it that? Was it the early on? Or was it was before halftime, wasn't it? It was. I think I know what you're talking about. I might be mixing it up with the other game. It was. Um, It was not. It was at the very end of the game. Okay. <laughs> but, then, yeah, then where imagine, they were up, they were up 27, they were up 27, 10. Uh, and uh, there was a minute 49 left on the clock. And they were like, where they were at the midfield. They were like, yeah, you know what? 
Like we get this one yard, we can kneel out the clock, game over. Uh, Matt Burita went up the middle for one yard, did convert it, but fumbled. And it was recovered by Anthony Barr. So oh, yeah. even <laughs> if. That was a nice even run. Even if. That was the last we ever heard of Matt Burita. Uh, even if. Um, What's the official ruling on that? Is that a converted? Um, I don't know if it's a converted fourth down. That's a, that's a. I think it was pretty close and they never measured and they didn't care. Because stopped or turnover, it was Minnesota's ball. Well, that's so what I'm they, saying. You count yeah. that as converted fourth down, or do you count it like it's in the scorebook as a fumble? Um, yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. Like, let's let's say yeah. you run 90 yards for and then fumble it before you get there. Is that a first down? It's not. No, no, it's no. not. No, it's not a conversion. You didn't, you didn't move the sticks, right? Well, I know, but <clears> the odds of you know, like a, a really nice little run play where they cough it up at the end. I don't think we should take that into the handicap. Yeah, but no, I it's just totally, funny that no, it's totally. just funny that it wasn't really a conversion. Yeah. Well, I mean, the opposite goes the same way, right? Like mm-hmm. Tom Brady can throw an interception on fourth and 10, you know, down a touchdown. And then the interceptor can fumble the ball and give it back to the Tom, you know, give it back to the Patriots and they get a first down out of it, but that doesn't count as a convert for a no, fourth down, doesn't. right? Boy, we're getting you know, we're getting deep into the uh, the nomenclature of the rules here. You remember that play though, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> all timer. Uh, and yeah, so um, yeah, no, I think that fourth down, 49ers attempt a fourth down conversion. Boy, do I like that. Um, and uh, what was the price you saw? Minus one twenty. Twenty. Yeah, yeah. I think that oh, is. A, I think. I. I, I think we're. Hurt. I think we're talking about sixty or seventy percent chance, not not fifty five. This guy said it's through a local. Now I got to go hunt. Oh, it we now. can find this. We can oh, find. I'm this. sure. I'm sure I can find it. Like I have. You should see how many tabs I have open. Um. I spelled fourth wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, SF converts a fourth down is plus one hundred. I don't see attempts a fourth down anywhere. Um. Where's that at? That's at dimes that they convert it. Um, So you can get minus 120 on no converted fourth down. uh, And that's actually kind of a decent little middle there. If you could find minus 120 on attempts and minus 120 on does not convert. Because it doesn't say that they, yeah, the not converted, like they all they have to do is go for it once and not get it. And you hit both there. (laughs) That's kind of, it's kind of a nice little, uh, this little shot there. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, I, just bet, I just bet converts at even money. Let's talk about some of the other big ones. People love people love the big ones. I don't have solid handicaps on these, but I want to know uh, your opinion on these. And uh, let's have a little fun. That's the end. That's the end of kind of. That's the end of kind of the serious part of this podcast. The rest of this is just going to be fun. Does that sound fair to you? Yes. Unless you have another serious one, uh, it takes a load off because. <laughs> my brain hurts from the separate. Speaking of taking a load off, how about a team that you back at minus nine winning by nine in overtime? That takes a little bit of a load off. Um the um Oh yeah, I just had a basket I had a college team lose double overtime as a dog. Ugh, gross. Yeah, I'm gonna go like 0 and four tonight. Oof. Ugh. The worst. Um Yuck. Okay, let's talk about the some of the fun ones. Who scores the first touchdown? Yeah. That's a great. Actually, no. You jumped. You what? You jumped way ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't know there's an order to the fun yeah. ones. Heads or tails? Oh, tails and tails. <laughs> of course. How about the national anthem? Did you cap this? Uh, not yet, but I think it's going to be right around right around two minutes. I think anything higher might be an under. Yeah, two oh four, and it's juiced to the over. I was looking at the under on this too. Uh, some of the Demi Lombardo, some of the some of the Lovato renditions that are available on YouTube apply under here. Um, I think they juiced this by four four seconds or so, expecting her to vamp a little, uh, which isn't crazy. That happens. Um, last year's last year's line. Do you remember what last year's line was? It was one ten. So one twenty four. You already have fourteen seconds. <laughs> Surcharge versus what last year's line was. Uh, I look, I know I bet the over like four times last year. Sure enough, and it came in flying colors. Um, it was it was the uh, it was the old Motown gal, class name maybe. Uh, I can't remember who did it last year. Anyway, um, oh my god, what that reminds me of the and R.I.P. Aretha Franklin. But do you remember hers from the Thanksgiving? Yes, I do. It was I like do. seven minutes long. Incredible, just incredible. Uh, that was a hell of a rendition. Okay. Well, I'm going to be probably on the end of the anthem, but not nearly as solid as I felt about the over last year. 
Um, first first touchdown scored now. Well, it wasn't that far ahead then. No. You just skipped two fun ones. <laughs> I would take, I think I'm going to take a trio of like, I would take a trio of Chiefs receivers. Like really? You think receivers? Yes. But not not Kelsey or Hill. Like, I'm going to take, you know, Watkins. Well, maybe not all receivers, but people who will catch passes. You know, like Robinson, Hardman, Watkins. Some longer numbers. Those are all going to be good. Oh, you know what? I I really like that approach a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't get into Chiefs, you know. I didn't I didn't handicap the Chiefs player props very much at all. But uh, I would be high on those three getting targets, getting share, you know, getting usage share on the high end because, like, I think the key mismatch for Kansas City against the Niners is their second, third, fourth wide receivers. I think I'm making a, a concerted effort as the D coordinator to put two hats on Hill and uh, cross my fingers that my coverage can can you know keep the uh, the two three four guys from uh, from getting loose. So I like those Watkins, Hardman, and uh, Robinson. Those got to be some pretty damn nice numbers. It's probably all in the thirty to one range. Uh, Watkins is only like sixteen to one at the book I'm looking at. But again, this oh, is, look around. I see yeah, them higher no, for sure. Yeah, the other two are quite high. I was going to say this is a this is a total chaperone because you can really you can probably find if you do bet this. This is one where you bet it like three different books. Oh, last, of last touchdown score. I don't want last <laughs> touchdown score. That's a dumb. Can you imagine betting that one? No. Terrible. I have no idea how I would start start looking at that for. Terrible. Um, just, you know, is it here here's the thing though. Is it any different from first touchdown score, really? Yeah, I think a little bit. Um No, <laughs> tell, <laughs> I, I was going to say, tell me why. I guess not, really. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a strong answer on that one way or the other. I think, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe if, if I'm, I, I, I would, I don't have any numbers to support this, and I could be completely ass backwards here, but uh, I feel like a team trying to ice the lead might be more likely to score a rushing touchdown as the last touchdown, as opposed to, uh, trying to establish yourself in the game, be a passing touchdown. I guess any, it could, any, it uh, could be, yeah, any narrative, a, any narrative there, any narrative. I could, uh, I could get down a little, a little credence on that. So while you're uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to look for more of these touchdowns. What's right? a fair price on no touchdowns scored in the game? Two hundred to one. Two hundred to one. Oh, they're two, only offering ninety-five to one. I'd so. need two fifty to one to bet that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, okay. How about uh yeah, okay. So I'm seeing I can I can find, you know, Watkin dude, Watkins prices all over the place. Somebody hit him hard at a couple of our shops here. Um, but you can get him for a big number out there if you look hard enough. Um the um halftime show, you wanna move there? I think so. I don't have any this so this somebody DM'd about this today or yesterday. And I had to go check, and they're right. Like, everything got taken down pretty much everywhere for a lot of the halftime songs and stuff. So I don't know if somebody knows something. If, I haven't, I've not heard any news on this, so I don't know what's going on. Well, I don't know what book you're looking at, but I'm staring at a, uh, at a J-Lo um, butt cleavage prop oh here. Oh, my God, yeah. You think well, they're, that's, uh, they're that's life? <laughs> I probably won't be betting the, the J-Lo butt cleavage. I, yeah, I also will not be. Um what about uh, uh, Ooh, this is kind of a funny one I, I guess I, I'm just looking at the wild wild weird ones right now um, I don't have any read on the first song yet I would expect that we will hear from someone at some point who has been to the Pepsi halftime show um, what do you call it uh, uh, the, the rehearsal practice. yeah, yeah. Practice. Uh, and I guess like that makes sense why they took, and put, took those lines down like they got hit pretty hard with what harder to breathe last year. I mean, I was part of that shenanigans and it was fun mm-hmm. as hell. Um, wouldn't surprise me at all if, uh, if they so are funny. like, you know what, we're going to find out ourselves and then we'll rehang the prop and ruin it and spoil it for you. Um, I know I wish the, I had taken a screenshot of that now. Yeah. I, well, I, did I, I think I might've, the numbers are gone. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, basically they were all J Lo songs though. Like, so somebody knew J Lo was coming on first before Shakira. Um, okay, I like seem to look at it separately. Like, you can bet Shakira or J Lo songs. Like, which which J Lo's? It's like uh, how there's first touchdown score, but you can also do who's the first touchdown score for the Chiefs. You can do first Shakira song, which I mean, hips don't lie. Yeah, right. That's a no-brainer. I think White Club John might even make an appearance. I'm pretty fired up about that. Um, what about? Uh, I'll see, I'm just looking at some of these other fun ones. They can do really a Fuji song. Oh, that would be fun. I wish. I God. loved the Fujis growing up. That was my uh, that was my intro as a young man to uh, the hip hop culture, and I freaking loved it. Um, will uh, oh, the announcers mention twenty? <laughs> <laughs> Will the announcers mention uh, twenty eight to three deficit? I I would think so. Like it's going to come up if he, if if Shannon's down at any point in the second half, they're going to say something, aren't they? If he's up, yeah. Oh, right. up, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. For sure. um, odds on it will be mentioned are about minus two hundred. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's probably fair. Uh, how about uh, results of first coach's challenge? Play stands or call overturned? Overturned. It's or call, play it's gotta stands. Be. It's gotta stands. Be. Gotta be stands, right? Because it's probably going to be Andy. Yeah, it's got to be Andy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, believe it or not, play stands hey. is minus one hundred five. Minus one hundred five. <laughs> Andy. Yep. No, he definitely did not have control of the football. I don't know why he challenged that. Um, okay. Well, how about uh, let's let's round it out with one of the best of them all. The I'll say I'll say the second best of them all. Super Bowl MVP. Do you do you look at this market at all? A little bit. I mean, it's what is it fair separation between Mahomes and the Chiefs? My line. It is what it is. Like in what world do the Chiefs win the game and they don't give it to you know last year's MVP, the the face of this franchise right now. Like, let's see who, who the next person is down. It's Damian Williams. What kind of game script do we see where the Chiefs win a game? Because they're not giving this ever again. Never again will this go to somebody on a losing team. I'll take my stand, put the line in the sand right there. In yep. what world does Damian Williams win this game and win MVP? <sighs> what happens? Like, well, basically, you're betting Mahomes get hurt. And, yeah. and somehow they still win the game. Or Mahomes has eight pass attempts and Damian Williams goes for 215 four touchdowns. It just I don't see the running I don't see the running game going against the 49ers. No, hell no. Hell no. 15, 20 to 1, whatever Damian Williams is. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're on we're in lockstep on this. I I, I mean Tyreek the, the likelihood see, is so small. It's so I small. See if Tyreek has like three He's not long, getting votes. He's not getting votes. Ah, that's right. He is. Media is not giving him an award. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of true. Mahomes and, and honestly, like this matters. I promise you, this matters for M- MVP voting. Like Mahomes did in the last two games has a residual. I know it's it's really it definitely like, does. It, it, it's a freak game state. If anyone but Mahomes wins it for Kansas City winning, like what what one of these receivers would have to do would have to be something amazing. Like one of these receivers, if one of the receivers wins MVP, that over two and a half cash is two because one of the receivers throws a long touchdown pass to someone and it's a, and it's a fucking dime. It's perfect. And then also catches like he throws one. It have to be something like memorable like that. Like Sammy Watkins throws an 18 yard completion for a touchdown to Tyreek Hill catches one for 32 yards in the second quarter and then also runs one on like a 62 yard end around where he scores three different ways and you have no other choice but to give him the MVP. And that's how you win MVP as a receiver in this game. If you play for Kansas city. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to bet on that, maybe bet some other props. I mean, yeah, right. Like Mahomes can be average and they're still going to give it to him. He has to be substantially below average and them still win to give it to anyone else and I don't see it happening. Um, all of those instances in the, in the universe all wind up with the San Francisco Super Bowl victory, in my opinion. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of, did you see a certain betters clients had bulls plus eight and a half? 
can't make this shit up, man. Nothing like getting the worst of the number and losing in overtime, right? Um, Bad grade, Bob. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about if then, like, we we went over this ad nauseum. We had a long ass podcast earlier in the week. If you missed that, make sure to go back and listen to it. We broke down every which way this game, but I, I could see the nine if a Niners win happens and the running game is going well. I don't I don't know if there's a ton of value in Jimmy Garoppolo at three to one because I don't like is that is that the scenario we see? I think it's a lower scoring game and one of the running backs has a couple nice touchdowns. I would I'd put more stock in like Mostert, Kittle. Nick Bosa's taking a lot of money. I've seen. Like that would be. Yeah. Those are hard to cash, though. It doesn't. I don't like them. Yeah. No, I don't. Even though I like like, Kittle over props, that's another one where you need a freak play, where you do need something like a a strip sack touchdown. And if you're, if that's your angle for betting twenty, hang on a second, though. Hang on a second. Let's talk about residual and some narrative that's already in place. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, like Jimmy G can show out. Ward goes as a quarterback a lot. Like that's not crazy that it would go to Jimmy G if the Niners win, if it's because of him. Uh, it's also not crazy that it would go to Mostert just because a lot of people remember what he did in the you know in the title you know conference title game, and you know he has already got some credit for getting them here, quote unquote. And if he does well and they win, he already got him here. He seems like a reasonable selection. Uh, I will also entertain a defensive player like Nick Bosa because there is some sentiment in the men, you know, out there that the Niners are here because of their defense. And if they win by shutting down the Kings of the offense, then giving it to a defensive player makes a lot of sense. I, I think those are all narratives that live within kind of the media mind hive. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think there's value in any of those guys. Bosa, Mostert, Garoppolo, those numbers all look short to me. And maybe I just need to shop around a little bit, but I would have expected Garoppolo around 350, not 275. I would have expected Mostert around 6 or 7 to 1, not 550. Uh, and Nick Bosa probably ought to be in the 20s. <clears throat> well, and that's the thing. Like, Nick Bosa was, this is kind of like the stupid conversation when you see and this is a pet peeve of mine from some of the media outlets who people like the most that MVP candidate for the 2019 season in these Las Vegas casinos is Mitch Trubisky. And he's 20 to one. Like that, That's a half truth. Like he was the most bet because people were betting him at like 200 to one. Like they saw, uh, you know, more than, more than enough value to put some money on him at 200 to one people weren't betting him at 20 to one. That's what it moved to after a bunch of people took the giant number. Like the same thing goes for the Nick Bosa number right now. That number was much bigger earlier in the week. Like that has been bet down. And I mean, but your point does still stand. Like we're not betting him at 20 to one. Like if you want a defensive player, I need 50, 75 to one. Yeah. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah, no, I completely five, agree. 5% chance of winning the MVP, not that high. Right. I hope um, that'd, be, that'd be cool. I love a defensive player showing out. Yeah, it happens once every five, six years. Yeah. Um, and uh, it happens when a team wins because people perceive they have great defense, which I think is with a perception, albeit not necessarily true, but I think that's the perception. Who was um, the best defensive player to win? You should know this one. It was the uh, Von Miller, right? Very good, very good. Yep. Only for him, it was the uh, Seattle guy, uh, only Malcolm four, Brown. Four short years ago, and then before him, Malcolm Brown. I can go back in time. Let me let's play this game. Let's see how far back I can get. Right, what and um, you got to go much further back before that. It was yeah, it, Dexter. Dexter Jackson. Okay. Before that, it was uh, the Cowboys guy, right? No. Oh. You missed one in there. I skipped one. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, indeed. Ray Lewis. I okay. Deserved that one. Yeah, he did. And then yeah, right. Larry Brown. I'll never forget that. Larry story. Brown. I'd have been in yeah. sixth grade. <laughs> that was a crazy one. Um, super weird Super Bowl. Uh, okay. And then finally, the, finally, and Richard Dent. Let's not leave Richard Dent out. Finally. Oh, I didn't remember Richard Dent got the MVP that year for the they for the Bears. He did. They weren't there to cause no trouble. Yeah. That's that's fun. Um, okay, how about uh, the coup de gras, the one we all came for, the most important of all of the props of all of the Super Bowls? What color is the Gatorade going to be? Man. You give me your take. You know my thoughts on this. 
I'm seeing some bad juju right now from the sports books. Friend of the podcast had his bet canceled. Calling what? Line. Yeah, you'll see that. You'll see that when you get back into the DMs. Are you serious? Yeah. Once some of this stuff gets out of hand, and then some of these fucking local books, they do stuff like this, canceling these twelve to ones. Woof. But anyway, yeah. If you if you haven't caught on to that, there's been some steam on the purple. There's been some rumors. I don't love the part of it. The part that sounds like bullshit to me is when they're shipping the purple Gatorade to Miami. <laughs> Nobody ships Gatorade to the city. Like, you just go That's buy That's not it. a thing. Yeah. No, you can just buy. You can purchase Gatorade, even in mass, in Miami. I'm sure they have a distributor somewhere in South Florida. You don't ship your Gatorade to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That part, like somebody said, they're, they're shipping, they're shipping it down there. I'm like, oh my, Oof. Don't this say is that, so. extremely Yorgish. Yorgish, yes. Very. If you don't know Yorgish is, hit us up. We'll tell you that story. Jesus, that was a sordid tale. Although I do have a book. This is the same I, kind I of thing. They canceled a bunch of shit then too. I know. I don't recommend even having this book, so I won't mention it. But they were very, very slow on this, and I got Yorgish at an enormous number. <laughs> And it, and it allowed me to go max bet uh, Alfonso Sor. Was it uh, Caron? Alfonso Caron. I, uh. I max. I max. Yeah, Alfonso Caron. I max bet him a few different places, and uh, a couple couple places were taking a hundred bucks on him. And nice. It was like even money everywhere because Yorgos got all this steam, and then I just had to sit there and hope that uh, Spike Lee didn't get an award. <laughs> that was that was my nightmare scenario. <laughs> You know how it goes. Like you, you get that in your head. Like, oh man. Yeah. I'm, no, I know why you don't want Spike Lee to get an award. I got I mean, you. I, I, I read you loud and clear. I didn't want to get. Yeah, no, I know who. I know about you. Hey, you're. And I don't mean to shame anyone here, but you were the one who had not seen do the right thing. That's true. I still haven't seen it. Oh um, what, this is something you need to do. This I don't week. watch. I don't watch movies anymore. It's bad. Oh it's, I'm too old of a man. Um, okay. a, it's it's an art piece. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't blame, I don't uh, disagree with you on that. Um, okay. Uh, that was fun. Let's wrap it here. Uh, before we go, uh, we're not intending to do a, a halftime scope just because the to, the to do is too insane and we both have actual stuff we're going to be doing. <laughs> we have oh, lives yeah. this year. And, and I mean, you, I mean, you've got to watch the halftime show to see how your props did. Of course. Like you don't want to hear us. Plus I'll be, I'll be pretty hit. Maybe I'll do a surprise scope at some point. Solo scope. Well, just we should both do that as to uh, to gauge, and people can vote. That can be one of the props. Oh, who drank the most? Dude, great idea. I'm going to be at a bar. I'm going up skiing in Mammoth. Anyone in in the, the Mammoth area, who, or anyone who will be up there skiing, this is a this is a life hack, by the way. This is a really d- d- damn decent like life hack. Uh, plan your ski trips for Super Bowl weekend. There's nobody up there. Everybody's everybody's got you know, got plans that weekend and, you know, nobody's working on Monday anyway. So you get an extra day to ski. Um, love, love doing the ski trip, uh, Super Bowl weekend. And I will be up at Mammoth, uh, hitting the slopes and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I like that plan. We'll each do a scope. Uh, we'll each make a pitch for a play. You guys can vote on, uh, uh, on who had the better angle. Follow the deep dive podcast account for all that interaction during the game. And, uh, we'll enjoy the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? Yeah. You going to a bar? Going to a bar. Nice. Local bar, love it there. Shout out! I'll shout it out when I get there. I don't want to surprise everybody, but nice. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get uh, get. Are you famous there? Well, I mean, it's a small town bar. Like I'll know a lot of people there. Like you're kind of a big, it's, you're it's, kind of a big deal, right? No, no, but they'll, <laughs> like it's it's nice going to a bar like that where a few people are in there. When you get in there, hey, Andy, hi, I'm here to drink. Here to drink high life and get after it. I like it. And it's, it's a nice, it's a nice little bar, and they have some good TVs set up. And dear God, this has to be better than last year's Super Bowl. Has to be. That was such has a letdown. It cannot be. <clears throat> All right. Well, best of luck, and uh, we'll talk to you when uh, season twenty twenty is in the books. I think so, and we'll obviously. I'll post anything between now and Sunday. I'll probably put together a prop card of my own and just uh, lightly play it. Probably split up half a unit on it. Hopefully golf goes better. Hopefully basketball goes better than it has been tonight. Cool. And we get there and we, we win some of these props. 
Same. I'm looking at, uh, uh, yeah. A and if we get any inside information, we will surely share it with you after Maybe. after we've bet it. Three are possible numbers. At that point, I usually just keep it to myself because you're just gloating. Are you, you going to pull a Darren Ravel? Like, oh, no, I knew, no, I knew, I knew, but I didn't tell anybody. I'll wait a whole year and then gloat. Yeah. Um, don't do it right in the shadow. Yeah. People are pissed. Um, all right. Well, enjoy. Talk to you. Best of luck to the Chiefs. Best of luck to the Overs. Best of luck to you, however you're betting this Super Bowl. And it uh, should be a hell of a lot of fun. Cannot wait. And uh, enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. Make sure to check out the Ball Street Trading app, real-time in-play contests. It's free to play, and you can win real money while watching your favorite sporting events. It's at Ball Street app. It's going to be in the description of the podcast. We're going to put a promo code in there for you, too. So check it out. It's going to be awesome, and thanks for listening.